Good everyone, welcome to Auto Media Podcast, Episode 5. My name is Mark Sheriff. I'm from the YouTube channel Mark and Cars, and I've had a cracker of a week, but more importantly, get it. G'day, Simon. How are you going today? Um, and Dougie, who greeted you on your way in, has my, had something to say to you. I think someone's just killed a dog you know, <laughs> in the corridor. I have, um, a, I have a sausage dog. Yeah, a beautiful thing too. Uh, Simon McGrath from uh, Simon, the classic car dude, and uh, Mark's uh, cohort partner in crime. Simon. Been a big week, buddy. Big week. Yeah. There's a rumour going around the traps. You might be getting yourself a motorcycle licence very well, look, soon. I sincerely hope so. Tomorrow's the day, uh, lunchtime. I think it's 11 o'clock I report for lessons and then 12 o'clock for uh, my uh, licence test. Bad time. Yeah, I know. It's, Sugar low. It's, well, look, <laughs> uh, I think it's a bad time constantly for me. Yeah, okay. But it's been a, an enlightening and um, ed- fabulously educational process learning to ride a motorcycle that... Uh, my age in life, um, and I'm pleased to say I've uh, enjoyed every lesson more and more and more, and I'm I'm really digging it. I'm getting into it. The whole thing now is that they make you get your license, and you're very competent. It's uh, it's no small matter getting your, your motorcycle license at this age, or in fact, uh, currently at, at, at any age. But the point I'm making is that it's read really, really thorough. It's a hard thing to achieve, um, or maybe I've just got a feeble mind. It's can, one or the other. Can know. I share my motorcycle license experience Please with do. you? Just because yeah. I know you're going through it tomorrow. Yep. Firstly, I got it 34 years ago, Simon. God. So yeah. Were you, were you 12? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, year 12. That was a luxury I did not have. The um, No, but I moved to Sydney as an apprentice at a very young age, 16 years old. I thought in Sydney, I'm not getting a car. Look at the traffic around here. So... Went and, got, went and bought a motorcycle, thought, better get a licence. Filled out some paperwork. See ya. Off you go. That's it? That was it, right? <laughs> and then about three months later, they ring me and say, you better come in and do a test. No lessons. Wow. Turned up. Okay. Did it. Yeah, well done. And then like three years later, I moved to WA, four years mm-hmm. later, something like that. Yes. I go and say, look, I've got a motorcycle licence from Sydney. And they said, oh, okay. How long you had that for? I said, oh, you know, a few years. How big is your motorbike you're allowed to ride? Hmm, whatever I want. You know, because after 12 months back then, you're allowed to just ride whatever yes. size motorbike you wanted, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't a different test or anything like that. And um, they said, yeah, no worries. Stamp, stamp, all that sort of stuff. And I'm looking at it and it says, it says you've got a car license. And the lady at licensing says to me, well, if you've ridden a motorcycle for four years, you can surely drive a car. I've never done a driving test. Wow. <laughs> it's probably just as well, Mark, I would suggest. You're right. I'll look. WA. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. That's uh, WA Boxer in the early 90s. That's where I come from. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, before we go any further, yeah. let's talk about Kuwai Kyoto watches. Oh, let's. The, you mean the watch I don't have? That's right, but have a look at look, this beauty. Look at that. No, le- no watch on my wrist, Mark. Yeah, you didn't wear one on purpose, didn't you? Look at this. This, is, this is the old timer. Anyway, Kuwai is a watch that's brand a that was established. In the historic city of Kyoto in 2020, the brand was created with the vision of appealing a classic design from Kyoto to the world. They want people from around the world to enjoy high-quality classic watches made in Japan. Check okay. them out at kuoi-en.com. Mark, the only thing that's more green than that watch is my envy. <laughs> it is a good-looking watch, isn't I've it? I've said before, I am the drummer in this band. You know. <laughs> we do have another guest who we will introduce shortly. But hang on, I've got to show him. Look at that beauty. 
Yeah, it's all right, doesn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty nice watch. Everything wrong with that is, 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 is it's mine. Yeah, yeah. it's right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk, we'll, we will formally introduce our guests in a moment. But let me tell you about my week, Simon. Do. In past. Firstly, for those of you that don't know, I actually own a couple of enthusiast cars. One of them's a Porsche 356B Coupe 1960, which has been in getting some work done and it will be getting picked up tomorrow. Hey. Been a right. Month. Month? Yeah, it'll be about a month. It's just a backed up work log yeah. like everywhere. Everyone's busy, right? Um, also have a GR Yaris for all you JDM fans out there, all four of you that listen to <laughs> the podcast. I thought right. we were talking about classic cars. No, no. Well, who said classic cars? This is auto media. This is all cars, Simon. We don't all live in the fridge like you. Yeah, well. Right. Hmm. Um, anyway, took it camping with Pearl. Oh, no. Nice. Pearl's my daughter, by the way, for those who don't know. Yeah, so went down to Dwelling Up. Chuck the tent in the back. We had the whole daddy-daughter school camp thing. Bit of Gorgeous. fun, you know. Good, pretty good on the open road, I'll be honest with you. The, um, it's got all the radar adjustments. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Cruise control stuff and just it's an easy car to drive. And on those windy roads, once you get onto Del Park Road, turning off from oh, the highway towards dwelling up on stop that it. car, 90 zone, my bot-bot, right? You spanked it, did you? My bot bot or the car? <laughs> no, no, it was good. It was a yeah, great car, amazing car for overtaking at gotcha. highway speeds. That type yeah. of thing, yeah, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so yeah, the three five six, like I said, picking up tomorrow. The what else have I done? Oh, entered a rally sprint event. Oh, neat! When's for that? next month in the for the doing it in the Yaris. Um, so that's a little bit yeah. exciting. Collie or Wonder uh, Motorplex. Perth Motorplex. Okay. That's where the big drag strip is in WA for any listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where mm-hmm. Coburn or Cockburn, depending where you come from. <laughs> they say that's how, yeah. how you know whether or not you're genuinely West Australian, yet whenever you see the word, whether or not you smirk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, coming to Australia as a, a kid of 10 and my parents going to some shire office and, and the, <laughs> the lady at the counter said, welcome to the shire of Coburn. And my father, you know, a new immigrant, goes, I'm sure it reads Cockburn. And he said, we don't say that. We don't say that. <laughs> and um, finally this week, whilst I'm on a roll, the 356 got invented to celebration of the motor car this year. Oh, nice. Very good. For those who do not know, it is the premier classic car event that's held in Western Australia each year, I'd say. Wow. Would you not agree? Mark, is that the first time you've been invited to participate with a car in that event? It is. Yeah, I've done it twice. Just thought yeah, I'd mention it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you twice. are also a lot older than Two me, Simon, cars. for those that are wondering. My uh, BMW Z4 M Coupe was uh, one of the entries in that. Was it really? And also They my, let rubbish – oh, sorry. They my, let quality like that in. They do indeed, Mark. And uh, my Volvo uh, Duet um, was in it one year with a surfboard on the roof and a little metal esky in the back of it. Yeah, I don't. Know, I don't know if my car's getting invited out of novelty value like yours. I think obviously, sympathy, was Mark. yeah. I okay, sympathy. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. So, anyone interested? Twenty eighth November, Cottesloe Civic Centre, Broome Street, Cottesloe. Like I said, it is probably the premier classic oh, car event sure. or uh, exotic no car event. Paul Blank gets together the best cars in the state, but generally with a theme. There's a there's a, a theme he sort of works towards. And I don't know what it is this year, but uh, it's a beautiful event, a beautiful venue. I'm conducting a charity auction there on the day. Are you? Three in the afternoon. Is that also for the Wheels of Hope charity that the events run for? Yeah, great. Yeah, so, like I said, anyone who's in WA, because no one else is allowed in here anyway, so you already have to be in WA if you want to attend, 
Come down to the Cottesloe Civic Centre on the 28th of November. Get there early because there's always lines to get in and it's a cracker of a day. Yeah, beautiful. Um, sort of reminiscent of uh, Villa d'Est or uh, it is, yeah, Beach. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a fair, best. Yeah, that Villa yeah. d'Este type um, vibe it's got, especially because the Cottesloe Civic Centre has that feel about yeah, it. It feels Claude, very... Claude E. de Banel's built it um, during the first gold boom in Western Australia. So it's a magnificent, I think it's a... I'm going to say neo-Spanish uh, mission sort of uh, architecture, but the gardens are beautiful, the building is beautiful, the, the big grounds. trees all around it. Mm. It's a stunning place to have a, a concourse. Well, um, I'll actually do you some video there, so I'll put on my YouTube channel. We'll talk about it again as the event you gets closer anyway. Video my auction if you're really good. How's that for excitement? Anyone else hear crickets? <laughs> okay. um, and I've got to prepare the car so I don't embarrass myself with all that glossy stuff around. I'll talk about that later on. Um, so, last week's podcast with Alex Forrest. That was fun. It was yeah, a Alex lot of fun. Terrific fellow. Great guy. We're definitely getting him on again. Well, I'm, I feel like I've seen that a lot lately because I think we'll end up with a regular, you know, people coming through the podcast because mm-hmm. we're just having some great conversations with people. Um, yeah, look, he was – if you haven't listened to it already, please go back, listen to last week's podcast. You'll – Alex, like – We've said he's a great bloke. He's recently published a book called Idle Talk, which is 70 of the 1,100-odd stories he published in the West Australian over his 24-odd years of... Yeah. Now, Mark, are you in that book anywhere, any page, back, front, cover, maybe, inside, uh, anywhere at all, anywhere? Anyone else noticing a pattern on tonight's podcast about drum beating? Whereas I get a page and a half in that book. (laughs) I just... Just saying, just saying that I get a page and a half in yeah, that book. Yeah, fair cop, you get, fair cop. What, how much? Yeah, donut. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Go but on. Before we introduce this week's guest, let's talk about his product. I'm in love with it. Ben- I was actually, um, you know, we picked this up last month. We're talking about Benzina magazine. Yeah, glorious magazine. And, and I think an act of bravery. Now, I remember when... Uh, the first edition of Octane was launched. And, and you know, uh, Rowan Atkinson, uh, Derek Bell, uh, Stephen Bailey, um, oh, uh, Croucher. I, I actually email him and we have a bit of a dialogue going. I call him, this is uh, Robert Coucher. I call him Coucher Man. And he came to Perth oh, two years ago. We didn't catch up. But anyway, the point is um, that magazine for me set a brand new benchmark in international magazines for quality of journalism, uh, celebrity columnists, and uh, sheer excellence in photography. Sure. Magnificent. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, this, as an Australian production, blew me away. Great. Like, I mean, it's like knocking on the door of the world's best. Speaking of which, Benzina magazine, fueling the driver in all of us. It's high-quality niche publication celebrating the ongoing heritage and culture of classic cars and motorcycles. It's internationally flavoured with local and global exclusives, notable insights and contributions by award-winning photographers and writers. Check them out at benzinamagazine.com. And you know what? The first listener to leave an iTunes review for this podcast, DM me on Instagram, Mark and Cars. It's Mark with a C. I'll send you a copy. And to that end, let's introduce Jack Quinn, Chief Editor, Benzina Magazine. Hi, Jack. Thanks for joining Hello, us. Hello, how are you? G'day, Jack. <laughs> I haven't done one of these before, so excuse my awkwardness. That's okay. There couldn't be any worse than the two clowns you're talking to. Abbott and Costello. Uh, I think you're doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jack. Showing me up, yeah. Magazine. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this day and age. Firstly, why not? Well done. Love it. Bravo. Yeah, I did one many years ago um, in the late 2000s. I sold that off to a UK firm. And what was that um, title? Historic Racing Drivers Magazine. Okay. Good name. Yeah, really historic board. motorsport pre yeah. pre nineteen eighty. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. Um and yeah. Haven't done anything since and you know, just going through the, the motions of life and COVID came and um just went bugger it. I'm going to start another magazine. Great to hear. What's your background, just, Jack? Yeah. Background what brings you to this sir. Yeah. Um, so you, did you say you're a hairdresser? No, 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 no. No, no, definitely not. Uh, so did hairdressing. Then I got into marketing with fashion labels over in Europe when I was living there. I've always been involved in cars, you know, historic racing, my father, my mother, etc. My brother, who lives in Perth, um, or is currently here but does live in Perth. And um, so, yeah, basically um, – just wanted to do it again. Uh, it's, there's no real reason why it happened. It's just times change and just wanted to do it again and just decided to put my balls on so the line, like a, basically. A yeah, I think it's a perfect time because everybody's getting sick and tired of working at home, computers. You're always looking at computers. Multi, uh, social media is just going crazy. People get bored of it. They want something more organic and real again. And car enthusiasts love buying magazines, books, it's just something they do. Yeah, I'm a victim. I've got, look at that stuff over there, oh. Simon. It's, I've got tons of Mark, stuff. Mark, that's nothing. Yeah, I know. Look, but you're like, I keep pointing nothing. out, you're like 100 years older than me. Cut me some slack. I mean, I've been buying car magazines since I was a newspaper. If boy. you're going to keep harping on this, so I need to remind you, you're only getting your license, <laughs> motorcycle license tomorrow. Well, you never got one. <laughs> the, uh, look, Jack, how long did, episode, did issue one take to actually create and get um, finished? I. I thought about it in late January this year, and it was out by April. Well, mm. yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. You're a mover. Yeah, no amateur. So You clearly had some so, great support from the local industry or whatever to f- assist the funding of the project, I imagine. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm good at getting advertising. So Yeah, great. Um, that's Pretty important smart. part of making yeah, a magazine these days. To pay for it. Yeah. And because I did the other magazine, I have lots of contacts through my parents, you know, from me and my parents. And, yeah, great. Um, been around the classic car scene all my life. So we've got a lot of good correspondents overseas, like Johnny Tiplow writes for us, um, who's an influential Porsche journalist and author. Um, you know, we've got Warren Brown up in Sydney who did Top Gear Australia. Yep. Yep. Uh, he's joined us now. Cartoonist. Um, and he's writing about the, you know, the peak in the Paris, his memories of the real story behind it, that the rated R version, he calls it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so R for real. Good. Yeah, got it. Yeah, right. Yeah, real. Yeah. <laughs> Getting arrested, bribery, yeah. all sorts of stuff. Um, and we just got some, you know, you know Betty Muso from Porsche Melbourne. Um, he's done, you know, the article on the Daytona in there, you know, you know the Greg LaMonica. And he's done. And the next feature coming out for the magazine in November is Porsche related. So we don't know. Sort of show you something here, I guess. Pretty, yeah. pretty close. Nine, pretty close. Nine five nine. That's the uh, coming up the next issue. But um, yeah. So yeah, just and getting local people writing, people who aren't known. 
involved, Great. getting community mm-hmm. involved as well. So now, I, looking through issue two, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Yet you've got a couple of features that are just photography. That's something I've always loved. Just I don't you like. Know, it's just purely photos. That's all it is. Yeah, and it's what I've quite enjoyed about that. It's a breath of fresh air, I'll be honest with you. Don't get me wrong. I, I have enjoyed the articles that are in there. Yeah. But being able to draw your own conclusions from the photos, I, I, that's quite satisfying yeah. to me. You know? yeah. It's got to be an interesting card. It's got to have a story. Yeah. Look, Mark, and, most um, – Sorry, Jack. Look, most of the books here that are on Mark's shelves, he hasn't finished colouring them in yet. <laughs> So I'm not surprised that he really enjoys the photographs. <laughs> well, that's quite good. I for have you. to be a bit on Mark, so I like the photos. Well, <laughs> I, the photos too. I like pretty pictures. No, the um, no, in all, all seriousness, it's uh, yeah, you've you've outdone yourself. The <laughs> I tell you, how do you know Briggsy? Because you, you clearly yeah. do. Because I'm looking at his Napier in here that I saw at the York Motor Museum. Oh, yeah, I, I've known that car since I was a kid because mm. I was very – my parents were good friends with Bob Chamberlain who built that car. It's a recreation. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm aware of the, yeah, of the history of yeah. the car. And, um, and we know Peter very well as well who bought the car off, you know, the Chamberlains and sure. stuff like that. So we have a lot of connections in WA, mm-hmm. um, which, yeah, my brother lived there. My brother was currently sort of part-time, but he moved – my brother moved to Perth in 1984. He's yeah. similarly Heavily involved in the historic racing scene there. And right. What's his name? Roderick Quinn. Rod Quinn. Rod, I know Rod. He's got the museum. Museum? He's got a huge oh. collection of. Um, Elfers and. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, not sports cars, but, uh, you know, true yeah, racing. A lot, a lot of stuff, yeah. 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 So, yeah, Rod's my brother. And Dylan okay. and Todd are my, you know, my, my nephews. They're involved in historic racing over there. Yep. And yeah, that's. I think Rod was the president of the Alpha Owners Club for many years. Yes. How's that for a life of frustration? (laughs) (laughs) You can always whip yourself in the shower, or you can own an Alpha Romeo. Yeah, you know, shower in battery acid. Yeah. You know, I love Alphas. You don't know. Well, look, everyone loves an Alpha to drive, right? But the. To the deliver, exactly. the delivery of the outcome, you know what I mean? The gearbox combo, the whole thing, you know, it's all right for me. I've got little feet. I'm fine with them, right? But, you know, I just think they're such great driving cars, but seeing like, you know, Hyundai's go past you all the time, it's, you know. Shh, stop it. Yeah, okay, sorry. Stop. Yeah, the, um, yeah, I do, I, look, I do love Alphas. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I really do enjoy it, especially when they're completely tuned off their, you know, off the oh, Richter yeah. scale, you know, that they're. Yeah. You know, you can't fact, you can't let the clutch you know, out under seven thousand RPM. Almost, um, I think Jack would agree. That almost the true definition of being an enthusiast is at some stage you've owned an Alfa Romeo. I haven't ever owned one. You owned one before, Jack. I rest my case. Seriously. You, yeah. <laughs> what have you got, Jack? Quite a few. <laughs> Tell us. Oh, Julia Supers. I used to drive for Peter Giddings. I used to race his P3. I had one in the background there. Yeah. The old Grand Prix car. Yeah. Um, my mother used to race a 1928 Alfa Romeo, 1500. Ooh, nice. In fact, my mum drove from Melbourne to Perth in 1988 for the Bicentennial Rally. Fabulous. So another connection to WA. Yeah, a lot yeah. of history there. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is. <laughs> so, yeah, we've owned lots of Alfas and, yeah, lots. Yeah. Have you been to Milan and the, seen the factory yeah. in the museum? Yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. 
my one my that. one of my great experiences of driving a higher car in Italy, which you know we all know is the fastest car you can drive in Italy. That's yeah, right. You can go buy a new Guaranteed. Lambo or a Ferrari, but a higher car in Italy, very few cars go faster. Right? Never go faster than a higher yep. car. Yeah. I was uh, heading into Milan from Gen- um, Geneva one Euro- European summer and got overtaken by an 8C, like old oh. school 8C, like, you know, yeah. wheels outside two, body 8C. Two, three Monza style. Yeah. yeah, and like I'm going, what the hell is I don't want the Autostrada. Yeah, and this thing, it was bellowing. It went past me like I was probably really see. I was probably doing 120, 130 because of the traffic. Mm. But this yeah. thing was in the left lane and it was going like the clappers. And the guy, honestly, you could see the whites of his eyes and the whites of his teeth. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was, you know, it was you know, the whole thing. He was, and yeah, the steering wheel had its own postcode, it was that big. Yeah. yeah. Not too dissimilar to my three five six in all reality, but it was just um, it was just an amazing car to just see out on the Autostrada when you see all these jelly bean shaped modern yeah, cars, true. you know that are jelly molds, uh, yeah, alloying down the road. But yeah, it was one of those great experiences which just blew you out of the water. You not to expect. Mark, you know? I, I might point out that every steering wheel is big for you. Yes, fair so point. There you go. Yeah, I can't dispute that. Mark expense. <laughs> hey, um, hey, low-hanging so, fruit. Yeah, we're here to jokes. talk to you, but, but, you know, we can't help ourselves. You yeah. know that. We're, um, I remember the first Australian Grand Prix in Adelaide. Yeah. And um, for that, they had a thing called the uh, It wasn't e- the first Grand Prix. Eagle, well, you know, sorry, the rear Christian. I think it was 80, I'm going to say 85. FIA. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. You know your stuff. Thank 1985. You, <laughs> excuse, excuse, excuse 85 my friend. And I own a car that ran in it, but anyway. Um, my point was that they had this thing called the Eagle on the Hill Run and all the um, historic cars, including uh, the early, I think, Type 35 Bugattis and a whole bunch of stuff that would never normally be allowed to drive on the road, got to drive on the Eagle of the Hill Run up to the top of the uh, On the old hills. highway. Yeah, at the back of Adelaide. And uh, so I was in a a 57 Corvette with a guy called Terry Healy, who's a a car dealer of of note, old-timer, I think his business was called, before he sold it to Mr. Jennings. And and then um, so we were in this, and I remember there were two of these uh, Grand Prix Bugattis, and they it was the sound of these things was breathtaking. And they were like, I think they were straight eights. I can't, you know, I'm not an expert on early um, pre, pre-war Grand Prix racing cars. And um, of 1,500cc or some minute cc, but eight straight cylinders. But they passed us like we were standing still and it was the sound of like tearing material or cardboard. It was this as these things. Thimble-sized pistons. On the road. It was just incredible. Or, or really super over square, one or yeah. two. They were they were. They were caning these things on the road. It was fabulous. Did I read about a Bugatti recreation in issue two? Jack, is this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that the guy who operates at the back of Brooklyn's motor company? Yeah. Sorry? Do they, they have the, the old grey um, Holden engine with a um, Repco head? Is that the ones? This, this is a straight no, eight. This, this is wow, straight this eight. Is this thing. What a no, 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 no. That's a real Bugatti motor in a recreation chassis. Thank it's you. a bit tough. Uh, it's been sold to another guy in Melbourne now, but Bob King created that, who's Mr. Bugatti of Australia. Bob King, you yeah. know, he's the he's yeah. the guru of Bugatti. The yeah. He's got every so, spare uh, part in the Southern Hemisphere out of Molsheim sitting in his garage, does he? 
No. He already does. <laughs> he's had a lot of great stuff. And, um, yeah, he's definitely a wealth of knowledge. And, yeah, he's getting on a bit. He can't really drive a lot and doesn't feel comfortable driving a lot. So he's gone to another really um, good custodian in Melbourne now. Great. Jack, the Benzina magazine, it's obviously a huge commitment to make this happen. Is is this your living? What do you do to sustain? How do you feed Michelle? It is part of my living. Uh, I am a wheeler and dealer a bit. Yes. Um, so I do help people find classic cars and overseas, etc. Good to know. Connect people. Um, plus I buy and sell antiques. Yeah, you know, I'm a wheeler and dealer. Okay, yeah. Has, um, um, has Briggsy sold the Napier yet? Big pardon? Did Briggsy sell the Napier? Not yet, no. Does appeal to, appeals to be a lot, that car. Oh, it's a great thing. And I'd love um, it to stay in or, WA. Simon, can you buy it? Mm-hmm. I'll pop out now. It, 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 it's, it's one of those odd cars because um, it's not real, obviously. It's a recreation, mm. but it's a very faithful <laughs> recreation. But you'd but, get um, your money back on it if you took it to the recyclers with the amount of copper in it. True. <laughs> you seen it? I don't think that's its highest and best purpose. Somehow. You seen it? Yeah, I have you know seen the car? it. Yeah, okay. The radiator's on the outside of yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. An incredible car. Yeah, just the construction. It's, it's an amazing vehicle, and it sort of suits Peter. I think oh. Peter sort of a you know toad of wind of the willows sort oh. of character. Oh. Is he what? He yeah. he loves oh. a pre-war car. He's oh, that's his image. I know yeah. he loves, you know, loves rolling out the old overalls, the whole thing, doesn't he? Yeah, he lives it. Hmm. He's definitely, um, definitely the right character for it. So, you've been organised some events too. I understand over there in Melbourne on those few brief glimpses of freedom you've had to exercise in the last couple twelve months, mate. Yeah, well, I'm involved in the Tiger Floyd tribute, which is a an official tribute from the Italian um, event. So I work with a few other guys on that. Yeah, good um, We do the cars and coffee events. Our ones are a bit smaller than the highball ones, uh, which you've probably heard of. Um, we're a bit more boutique. How, do you, how do you discriminate yeah. as to what cars come? Uh, I think people just know who I am and what I like. Are they deselect? Like if they're in the wrong car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mate, don't bring that next time. Is that how it goes? I'm pretty much black and white, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> No, but I don't really say that, but I think people re- people are obvious. I've been around for a long time. People sort of know what I like, and I'm very passionate and quite vocal about it. Yeah. So I don't think someone's going to bring a, you know, a 983 Datsun to my thing. Yeah. Um, oh, look, if it's a Stanza Triple S, come on. Cars. There's nothing wrong with those cars, but, the, you know. They just don't belong in your cars and coffee. Oh, no, if you come, you can come. You know, I'm not going to say no to someone coming in one, but it's just I try to do a different thing. I've always found this yeah. topic very interesting, you know, about who gets to come and who doesn't because they're pretty – they oh, can they, be ruthless they, they about it at events, people, you know what the, I mean? The unwashed. Move on, please, move on. But there's some stuff slips through all the time, No, there's it? always, yeah. There's always shades of brown. Yeah. You know, the um, – yeah. I know what it's like over here, you know. So, Jack, um, where do you hold – your car, classic cars and coffee, and how many sort of cars turn up? Um, oh, it sort of ranges, you know, from that 50 to 100. You know, it's a smaller event. Yes. You know, because I choose areas where you can't really have many more cars. So it's, I don't it want moves. big spaces to fill. So it's right in the air, a cool little cafe and a really boutique sort of 
area. Yep. Good architecture. Yep. Warehousey, industrial sort of areas. Um, and just try to keep it low key in that way. Simon doesn't know, but we had tried to organise several months ago meeting at one of the or cars and coffee when I was actually working yeah, in Melbourne. Yeah, and, I remember you contacted me, yeah. Yeah, and um, there was an event on like a Saturday or Sunday, I can't yeah. remember which it was, and Melbourne went into lockdown. Well, yeah, we got I got like six hours notice I go into lockdown, so I had to pull a pin on my work, which I was doing in Ballarat at the time, mm-hmm. drive straight to the right. airport to fly out, otherwise I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten back into Perth because wow. the lockdown was getting – and that yeah. was like the day before or the two days before your event was on because we were going to plan and yeah. do a walk and yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. Type uh, mm. video podcast, you yeah. know, hmm. COVID. Yeah, it's affected. Tell me, uh, the word is that you you contracted COVID. How? You, what was the effect, and how are you feeling? Oh, I was, it wasn't COVID. Okay, thank <laughs> you. I thought it was COVID. A bit of a sickness. Um, I, I'm running with COVID. You're going to run with COVID. A, let's print that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's 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 official, what everybody. A, Jack what had a sacrifice, COVID. Jack. Jack with COVID. I felt unwell. Okay. And um, yeah, yeah, that's when you COVID. feel unwell in this state, you've got to get tested. Yes. Like about fifteen times you can't a day. Do Jack fifths because my language is too. Actually, yeah. Get your results. Jack, you have the. Hey, um, Jack I've, known, Jack. I, I've known a few people to get COVID. Um, well, in the so state, I'm not going to mention their names, but yeah, when thousands are getting it a day over there. Yeah, but yeah. it's just one of those situations. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah, but we are it. not critical of you of it. Believe me, we are. Our time You're is very, yet to come. Yeah. I don't wish it upon anybody, um, but it is pretty soul destroying. Um, these lockdowns and yeah. and what's happened and yeah, it, it's it's been tough. Yeah, it would have been, been like yeah. even for the classic car community, and you know, I know that's that's first world problems, whatever. But um, you know, everybody needs to socialise and enjoy what they live for. You know, for sure. it doesn't matter what that is. Part of mental and, health. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Do you do you do you think uh, Jack there in Melbourne? There's a new appreciation from people about what that freedom is actually worth to them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and what they're going to do and how I'm they value that time now. I'm definitely one of them. Um, yeah, okay. You do not take anything for granted from the smallest to the largest things. Yeah. So um, you mortgaged your house and buy an F40, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Listen, I won't tell Michelle. It's okay. real estate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, you really do appreciate, um, yeah, the, the really simple things like, Going to a cafe and having mm. scrambled eggs on toast and a coffee, something, something simple like that. Jackie, you 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 would be aware. That, that sounded uh, really rugged for my age. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I'm that just, was, I'm just uh, pouring some uh, bubbled water for. That was the sound of Mark opening a soda water bottle. Yeah, it was not his bottle. Okay. Oh, fair, fair. It's mineral water. <laughs> that gas came from the bottle. Mark, you would be aware of um, how it's been in Perth. You know, we've we've got. Total strangers kissing and hugging each other in shopping centres yeah. and going to concerts. That's right, yeah, it's right. 100%. You, you know, you, you bum to someone you know, you lead with the tongue. It's like, <laughs> so it's like it's been hard for us to even conceptualise. It has. I think, we've, I think we've had eight days of lockdown. Something no, like- we actually had two weeks. Well, I know I had two weeks because I came back from Japan the day before the oh, lockdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, I remember you having a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's yeah. it. 
and and then mean lid. That is it. We had four days when that second one popped up. Yeah, it's it's look. um, (laughs) Please, listeners, understand. We're empathetic of what you've had to go through, and we're not. We're not talking about this to take the mickey out of how good life in Perth is compared to what it is over the rest of Australia because with our vaccination rate, when we cop it, we're oh, going to yeah. cop it hard. It's going to happen. You know what I mean? Delta. It's going to be pretty grim. Well, let's hope it doesn't get to that stage. Yeah, I mean, Look, what could yeah, be you know, worse than Delta Goodrum? Yeah. <laughs> I prefer to get the virus and listen to that, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some would say that is the virus. Yes. Mm. I hope Delta, you're not listening. So elevator music, painful. What do you drive day to day, Jack? <laughs> yeah, what's your daily? Um, at the moment, it's a high car at the moment. Why? Um, we're waiting for. Yeah, I know. I know that sounds really a high performance it? car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. High performance. No, no. You're the latest no, breaker you can buy. I'm, I was driving the MGA quite a bit for every day. You have an MGA yeah. as in the garage? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Says yeah, yeah, um, like everyone does. Yeah, Roadster or the coupe? Roadster. Yeah, yeah. Is it twin cam? Um, sorry? Is it a twin cam? No. no. <laughs> if it was, you wouldn't use it. No one does. You'd ask, don't you? Not a twin cam. Yeah, no. okay. Fair cop. Um, Must run then. I've got, I've got a 911 Carrera, left-hand drive. What know, year? 85. Yeah, 85. yeah, good one. Yeah, Jeep body. Yep, um, got the 400i Ferrari, which is the barge. Um, but a very nice one. Manual, one of 55. Manual? A manual 400i? Yeah. yeah wow, that? Well done. Um, and you got a high car. He's got a high car. Listen to the cars we're talking. Listen to Yeah, it. magnificent. Great collection. Um, the Fiat Topolino. Um, oh, really? A Migler uh, spec car with Abarth twin carbies and sumps and stuff. Wow. Um, I've got a 1952 Lancia Aurelia B10. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Beautiful. That's v, you know, V6, 3.5 yeah, yeah. litre. That's, that's, that's the V6 with a single head, isn't it? Correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful design. Amazing. Um, beautiful name, know. Aurelia. Mm. Old Derby Bentley. Really? Late 30s, 37. Um, How big's your garage? Um, it's called a lockup. It sounds like a lot of them. Oh, no, no. We share it with other people. So... I've got an old open wheeler, uh, Formula Two, uh, which I do historic racing. Yep. Um, what else? Hope you I hope you turn that thing over because I don't think it would have been used for a while. Haven't used that for almost two and a half years now. Oof. Yeah, I look. have done a couple of competition events in between, yeah. just in the MGA, like a, a quarter mile sprints and uh, historic Winton and May. Um, but yeah, yeah, not a lot. Yeah, so clearly, if it's been a couple of years at F two, you don't deserve it. You better send it over here to us. We'll look after it for you. Yeah, consider. Oh, I'll it. think about that. Yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you yeah. wouldn't reach the pedals, but anyway, you move the seats in those old cars. They don't make the body around the people. Have you done the Geelong speed trials? Yeah, I did it a lot in the early days uh, with my parents. Because uh, my family were heavily involved in it. Yes, mm-hmm. I've done it once since the new people have taken over. It's a great day. It's different, a couple of days. It's different. Yeah, but I, I do have great memories of it when I was really young. Yeah, good one. Uh, you know, when we drove the Grand Prix Bugatti in it, and Fraser mm-hmm. Nash, Hispano Suiza, which we used to compete in, and there's a really nice like Hispano Suiza getting rebuilt at the moment in Perth. Is that right? I didn't know there was one of Yeah. It is a monster yeah. too. It's like this thing's like the size of Mossman Park. 
It is massive. The, the, the my father was the like Bob King is in Australia to his finest sweezers. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, so my father helped Peter Briggs quite a bit with his hissos. Um, I love them. I just love the, like you know, the enormity of the thing, you know. They were mm. aero engine manufacturer, weren't they? Yeah, that's right. They, yeah. they made uh, or they made military stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, World War One, and then they did the eleven point three and the eighteen point one liter V eights for the World War One planes. You know, you're dealing with old cars when the engine capacity is in the teens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what's that thing called? The it's the Beast of Turin, and the, the Fiat? early Fiat. Yeah. Yeah, the Fiat. That's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah, that has a bit of an Australian history, that car. Does it really? Um, yeah. A friend of ours discovered the motor. It was being used somewhere like, I can't remember if it was Shepparton or Warrigal, somewhere like that, some regional town, as a generator. Wow. Wow. So, and the guy in England found out about it and bought it and made a replica chassis for it because it got destroyed and disintegrated. Sure. So, but, yeah, that's a crazy machine. <laughs> Yeah, look, if you're if you're a car enthusiast and you don't know what we're talking about, listeners, please just go to YouTube and type in the Beast of Turin because it'll blow your mind. Flame growing. It's the Italian version of fitting a Merlin engine in a motor car. That's basically what it is. That's the weird thing. It's not like a V12 or anything like that. It's a big Ford size. Yeah. yeah, it's got its own postcode. It's like 20, 23.4 yeah. litres or something? Yeah, 23 something litres, yeah. It's like... <laughs> I mean, just starting it would be an event. Yeah, yeah, it's quite an unique... You imagine the, the, imagine the talk on starter motor getting oh, that bad God. boy tipped up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it could have a compression ratio of two to one, but because of sheer enormity and mass, just getting the thing started would be yeah. off the chain, wouldn't it? Uh, Jack, you've run in the historics at Phillip Island? Yes, I have. What have you run? Times. I've run Peter Giddings P3 Alpha, yeah. the Grand Prix P3 Alpha. Uh, I've raced a Mustang at Group N in the 90s, yep. an Alfa Romeo Julius Super, uh, a Brabham back yep. in the 90s. Oh, nice one. Uh, a Formula Libra Abarth, one of the Formula 2 Abarths from the 70s wow. recently. Yep. Um, Hispano Suiza. Goodness me. Uh, this guy's got to play with all the good toys, hasn't he? Um, yeah, that's it. So yeah, you're very a lot of well connected and, and well trusted, I must say. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think it's fairly evident in the motor vehicles that well, when I was, are featured when I was in the magazine. Peter, Peter Giddings, I had to sign his contracts. Oh, is that right? Before I raced his cars. What and, sort um, of yeah, without going yeah, into too well, many details? What sort of parameters are in a, a contract to drive someone else's? Hugely valuable historic racing car. $8 million car. race car. Yeah. Um, Does it involve your testicles? You stuff it, you pay for it. Okay. <laughs> it does involve your Basically, testicles. Basically, run, hide. <laughs> Leave the country immediately. Don't kill yourself and bury yourself quickly. Yeah, you know, wow. Yeah, if you're going to crash, yeah. make it a good one that you're not there to suffer the well, consequences. I've never, I've never crashed a car. Uh, I've always been very fortunate. Um, I've never had any close calls. I started motor racing in 1992, 93. So, yeah, great to hear. A few years. Um, I don't do it all the time. I, I'm sporadic. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not like yeah. racing every single event because I just can't. But yeah, you know, it's it's fun. 
So the Benzina magazine, is it, you know, sustainable? Is it, uh, I know you're getting going and yeah, it uh, is. you're it building is. a market. It is. It's already becoming sustainable. Like Fantastic. Printed in Australia or overseas? It's sold in a, around Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. And we're organising some distro in Europe and the UK again. Great. But yeah, very, boutique, very boutique shops around that area. Yeah. It's never going to be in a commercial um, news agents in London. It's going to be in like the, the the gift shop at one of the car museums or, yeah. you know what I mean, like or yeah. a, a quality, like a, a quality bookshop, motoring bookshop or stuff like that. How many, how many, how many, what was the print run of, of issue two that you 4, sent? 4,000. 4,000? Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's beautiful production. Issue, issue three is uh, you held it up before for us to get a glimpse of. Yep. When are we when are we going to see it? Uh, Mid November. Yeah. Okay. Good one. Well, you're on so, a roll. A few weeks away. Yeah. And then the next one comes out in March because we're um, leaving it just an extra three weeks longer because we're the media partner of the AXA Sydney Concourse in Sydney. Ah. Oh, yes. That's okay. American. So we're doing a big. Yeah, you know, page feature on that. Hoo ha, yep. on that. So that should be good. Yeah, good one. Fantastic. Um, I got to compliment you, um, Jack. The the production is first rate. It really, it really is. Um, I was surprised actually when Mark showed it to me and I picked it up that it was simply as good as it is. It's a credit to you. Well done. Great to see in Australia yeah. too. Yeah. I should really get it destroyed in Perth, but, you know, it's one of the states which does miss out, unfortunately. We're used to that, so, don't worry. Yeah, um, it's nothing personal. It's it just, is so. Victorians hate WA. Oh, no, I don't. No, Deep don't, down, no. we know you do. Oh, you know. And I'm allowed uh, to say it because I'm a Victorian. I grew up in Geelong, Jack. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, wasn't teeth, it? Though. He's seriously, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I really would like to get it over to WA. Um, Just find the right distribution, distribution partner, I imagine. Um, we do have some subscribers in Western Australia. Yeah. Um, not a lot. Um, yeah. Well, that, that'll be fixed after <laughs> today's the huge coverage that uh, That's right. we provide. The avalanche of subscriptions from this podcast yeah. will just be incredible. I don't even know you're ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. W print run, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. it, it's a lot of fun and we will get to every state. But um, as I said, when it's not doing Mania and you know, Western Australia at the moment because all Northern Territory, obviously. <laughs> so do you but, have, um, sorry, Jake, do you, do you have a family that, um, that we'll pass this passion on to and, that uh, you can introduce no, your love of classic I'm married. Cars. I'm married, but I don't have any children, no. Well, there's hope. But um, oh, no, I'm a bit old for that, I think. <laughs> but I do have yeah. good nieces and nephews in Perth who are car mad and they race cars and um, they're, part of, you know, they're part of the Alpha Car Club and the whole historic scene I over there. there's a good chance um, we're going to get Rod on. Could do. To the podcast. Yeah, why What's not? That? That'd be great. We'll get your brother on. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk, you know, yeah. torment him instead. Yeah, that's right. We'll, um, yeah, we'll get one. Get, get one over here at the moment, um, and I think they're going to be moving here. Are I they? Think. Yeah, I, I think. Hope, I think. Imagine 
During this COVID period, you'd think it's a good idea to move from WA to Victoria. That's baffling. Wouldn't I don't agree? think Bob Wyckoff thinks it's a good idea. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, 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 Rod, he, he, he always used to come over here a lot for the events anyhow because yeah. there's not as much happening in events in WA. Of course here, not. Obviously. It's well, a we backwater. Don't, we don't have the population. But, um, but you still do have a huge... Seen there, considering the population, and you've got some really amazing car collections over there. Yeah, you've got your Ricardos. Yeah, um, yeah, you got the guy who had something to do with uh, what do you call it? IKEA. Um, can't remember his name. Um, he owns a 750L for lots of crazy. There's a lot of really cool stuff. I thought there is Bentleys. Yeah, yeah, there is a lot of cool stuff. Um, so you mentioned you got a high car. Does that mean you got a new car on order that's due to turn up soon? No, 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 no. I don't really, I've only bought one new car in my life, and that was a 595 Turismo, an Abarth. Oh, really? Yeah, a little manual one. So, and I don't know which would be more entertaining, seeing you getting in and out of a 595 or actually driving one. You say I'm too fat for one or something. <laughs> You're just a big guy, you know, like there's you know, just a tall person this you know, that's a lot of person in a little car. I hate really? making height jokes, but everyone's big to you, Mark. Yeah, it's fair cop. <laughs> that, it was a great fun car. I had it all chipped and all that sort of stuff, so it had maximum horsepower. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, all hundred and four of them. I had it yep. for like two years or two and a half years. I did under ten thousand Ks on it since new. Yeah. Because I live in the city, I don't need to well, you know, Great little cars to drive, like so much more reward. Yeah, awesome. They're very, you know what? As a car to drive, they're actually very alpha in that whole. You feel like you're an F1 driver, yeah, without delivering F1 performance. Yeah, yeah. You know, not to be detrimental to that car, it is still an invigorating, exciting car to drive. Is so, what I mean, yeah. you know. Jack, I'm intrigued. You know, um, you sort of describe living by the seat of your pants. You know, you're a, you're a trader. Um, you know, you've now launched a magazine, which in itself is incredibly brave, I consider anyway. And um, the the whole, what does a day in the life of Jack look like? I mean, you, you get up, you don't have to be anywhere by a certain time. You create your own agenda and your own, um, you know, you, what does your day look like? Wake up. Hang on, wait, 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 hang on. Before <laughs> we go any further, do we need to get Michelle on right now? That's right. To tell us what your day's going to look like tomorrow? Mow the lawn. <laughs> no, no, I, I do have a bit of a ritual. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a bit of a plan. Uh, I'm not that loose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wake up, I don't know, I wake up at the moment, 10, get up about five. eight, yeah. half past eight, yeah. have breakfast. Now things are opening up, might go and have a coffee at a cafe. Write some stuff down. Don't laugh at what I have say to do that. for the rest of the day. Go to my office in East Melbourne. I have an office in East Melbourne. Oh, good one. Yep. And so I do separate work from home. Great idea. It's good. So it looks like and, you know um, you, you create opportunities. You, you you're out there sort of hustling, looking for uh, connections yeah, and I things know. that are for sale I'm and on. buyers and. <laughs> hang on. Yeah, I'm a That's a very one, yeah. Strange way of calling it. <laughs> I'm a salesman. Sounds like a magazine. <laughs> you launched the wrong magazine there, Jack. Um, and it's been done anyway. You know, it's because I'm the same. I'm constantly in and out of things. I'm a real estate agent in Perth. That's what I do, Jack. 
And uh, so, but I'm constantly turning over cars and, you know, doing things. Recently I've been dealing in um, uh, the estate of a family that where the um, the chap had um, um, had a stroke. So the family came to me to sort of liquidate everything, including a factory unit in Borragoon, a um, Mazda NA racing car with supercharged um, MX-5, and then they had a, a Mazda road, uh, Mazda Coupe, Roadster Coupe, which was one of only 197 built. That's that MX-5 Coupe thing? Yeah, MX-5 Coupe thing. Oof, yeah. Breathtakingly Great beautiful looking in the car. flesh. Beautiful car, yeah. And we ended up, um, you know, I sort of advised them and held their hand through this journey of liquidating things, including a huge, you know, car trailer and huge collection of tools. And this was an engineer, so he needed to unload a lot of stuff. And at the moment, the last thing left in the sort of family estate that I'm helping them sell is a Jeffrey Smart painting. Which is quite fabulous. So, yeah, it's a similar situation to you, mate. I have a, I do have a regular job, which is to be a real estate agent, which is also to to create opportunities, to you know be yep. be a force going out into the world and looking for stuff. But then, you know, just recently I've started doing this, and I'm actually thinking I might even turn it into a career of looking after people, uh, sort of winding up estates. Interesting. Mm. No, I think it'd be quite good. But well, I used to be in the car industry as well. I used to sell cars. Okay. You know, I used to. So I, I, back in the day before I did hairdressing, I worked for Duffins back in the early 90s. Right. I did my work experience there as a kid. Sure. With Jeff Button and all those guys yep. and Glenn Cove. That's how I got that buzz, I guess. Yes. And then I was uh, employed personally from Robert Shannon, right. who started the Shannon Corporation. Yes. Yep. So I did a lot of media stuff for him as well. And the auction sort of stuff. Left there, did the hairdressing thing where I went and went overseas, and you know got into marketing for Fred Perry and Louis Vuitton in Europe for quite a few years, hmm. and earned some money out of that. And yeah, then lived in New Zealand and ran a Japanese import company. All cars. the grey import stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. the place. Uh, they loved yeah. it over yeah. there for that oh, period of time. I was printing money. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Um, um, that was great. And um, then I worked for Tapapa, you know, the Museum of New Zealand. I did. It, I was a buyer for them. Right. And yeah, and I managed a, a motorcycle chain in the Lower North Island. And Gosh. Done lots of things. Yeah, it sounds like do it. You, do you do you have any motorcycles? I've got two Vespers. Okay, very appropriate for you, Jack. Yes, I think Perfect. so. Perfect, you know, to the coffee shop and home, to the coffee shop and home. In the office. And the coffee shop and home. <laughs> my, my wife's actually starting a new job in a week or so and she says, I'm not sure if I get a parking spot at my new job. you think I should get a scooter? I'd really like a pistachio Vespa. That came out of nowhere. My wife's ordered one of these new electric bikes out of Perth, a tiller, which is um, um, two, like, um, shells of aluminium pressed together, and then they have um, some pretty high-tech um, software in them. And it's a, that's the, it's a monocoque um, okay. chassis for a push bike. Anyway, she's ordered one. It's only been two years, and we still haven't seen it. <laughs> is it a startup or something, was it? Yeah, tiller yeah, out, yeah, of, okay. uh, out of Fremantle in Got Western it. Australia. Mm-hmm. T-I-L-L-E-R. Yeah, okay. Mm. It's interesting to me. I actually... Work in the cycle industry, Jack. Oh, okay. Like hmm. motorcycle or? No, bicycle. Oh, bicycle. Yeah, have done for oh, okay. a uh, 
the better part of uh, over 25 years. Oh, okay. Hmm. The, um, I getting into a bit of cycling, a bit of fitness. Oh, look, it's – yeah, sure. It's great. Yeah, it's oh, great. It's, it's a – it's uh, it, so you certainly I'm um, at that age now where I need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see the world pass you pass by at a different speed when you're on a bicycle. I can well imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sure you're very experienced at it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, um, do you have much experience with modern cars? Not really. No. As I said, I bought that new Abarth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From the Army's, you know, in 217 or something like that and hardly used it. And I think they're a waste of money. I agree. Fair cop. Jack, um, you're right. I, I just don't see the point buying something so expensive and it just plummets in value and it's only really designed to last a certain period of time now. Yeah. And it's like toilet paper. Feels great. It's finished. Very quickly. <laughs> I, mentioned, that line? I mentioned this last week, but yep. um, you know the the Romsey Quints um, said of Datsun One Twenty Ys that um, you know they they were like guinea pigs. They look great in the shop, but they stink when you get them home. So that's um, it's oh, a sim- it's a similar thing, you know. Well, you know, I prefer to spend my money on a restoring one of my classics or. Buying a classic or putting into a race car. I'm uh, got anything on the wish list at the moment? Something you sort of like you're sniffing around. Like we look as car enthusiasts, we're always looking, right? Yeah, you always are. Right? You can always dream and think about what you can get. Um, I really would love to have a Lamborghini Espada. Whoa, really? I'm yeah. with you. I'm with would you. Would you? Oh god, yeah. I much prefer that. To- There's a couple of them. Got sort of. Changed hands in the not too recent past here in WA. Yeah, they are so outrageous. Did they're you see just, that pink you, one that sold not that long ago? Pink one. That's yeah, there's a pink. Asp- not here in hmm. Perth. It was. I remember. I was one of the global auction sites. Right. Like collecting cars or yeah. cars and bids or one of those. Yeah, ones, I can know. imagine that someone would have been crazy. Or Lamborghini did some pretty crazy colours in the seventies. Yeah, but a yeah. Sparta wasn't the car that you'd order pink in. Let's face it. That was you know back then. That, that's Countach period. That's like, you know, if you can order a pink Lambo, it would have been a Countach, not an Esparta. John Lennon had one. An Esparta. Uh, yeah, an Esparta. There was one in Perth for a while. I don't, I don't know what happened to it. I remember the, um, running at the drag Chikelli, at Ravenswood. The, the Chikelli, um family had an Esparta. I remember it in the yeah, showroom. They, they're the Fiat dealers back in the day here yeah, in Perth. Yeah. Uh, I remember as a probably a kid running um, at the drags. I was in the Austin Healy Car Club and um, – there was a red Esparta, but I think it had a 357 it by that stage. Anyway, that was in yeah. Perth. An Esparta, man. Yeah, it blow me out of the water. Oh, a Di Tommaso long champ? Yeah, that's I, I, like, I, mean, odd, I like oddball stuff. Fr- Italian fairland. That's, that's like, yeah, that's like the 400i of, uh, you know. Yeah. At least the Ferrari's got its real motor in it. But, mm. um, <laughs> yeah, but the. Bora. Yeah, I love Boras too. Yeah, the, like that or, yeah. Even an early Quadraporte from the 60s. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, the, uh, like the, those double headlights. Yeah, Beautiful car. What's that Lambo that had those double headlights on the front? What was that? Oh, 3500 GT. Oh, yeah, that's, man, that, that is gorgeous. a good looker. That's the first name the game, yeah. Yeah, that is a pretty the, car. The one that came after that, I think, was a 400. I reckon yeah. that is, that's the pinnacle for me. I, you think it's yeah. better than a Mura? Like, the Mura is like the prettiest 
I Lambo ever built. Definitely prefer that over a mirror. Really? Yeah. You could offer me two mirrors for one of those. There's a rumour going around the traps. Now, Done. and it is only a rumour. I cannot vouch for it. And we love a good rumour. Yeah. That there is a mirror on a farm in the vicinity of Bridgetown that's been there for about 40 years. You know, it's, it's really handy for those farmers to collect their mirrors in the hay shed. Uh, I did another classic car rally in Perth and we competed against a, a burgundy, you know, a maroon um, mirror in uh, my Volvo 122S at the time. And I think oh, we, Amazon. We, uh, Amazon, yes, <laughs> Amazon. Fabulous car. And uh, I've got a 123 oh, okay. GT at the moment that I'm trying to sell, actually. It raced in Target Tasmania. Anyway, um, okay. the mirror was pretty good. It was a pretty good-looking thing. Pretty good-looking. It's stunning-looking. I wouldn't put that above a, a 400. I just think that that is the – I actually much prefer front-engine rear-wheel drive cars, and particularly the 60s, early 70s. Yeah, okay. Yep, they're yeah. that's my. That's what I dig. I love Daytonas. Uh, There's a Daytona on the cover of that thing. That's right. That is a cracker. And uh, you know, that whole era of – they were glamorous cars, seriously glamorous they cars. They still are. Yeah. Look, that big – they're V12 in the front. Yeah. Gearbox and diff in the back. Yeah, manly gearbox in the damn things. They were great. Yep. And a, and a, and a gear throw that is uh, the length of your reach. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what you mean. Did you uh, – Jack, did you ever drive um, Gary Blackman's Daytona? No, I didn't. That was a, no. stun- a stunning car. Uh, he and no, I I've only, driven a, I've only driven a couple. I've driven a road one and I've driven, obviously, the, the Greg Lamana car. Yes, yeah. Um, what got me was the long good. legs, really long. To talk of us. Yeah, fabulous thing. Yeah. Well, you'd well, hope so with that many cylinders, wouldn't you? Sorry? You'd hope so with that many cylinders, you'd get that much torque. Oh, yeah, there's some pretty weak B12s out there. But. Yeah. My dad, my brother's got us, but um, a 250 GTE, um, which is an early 60s. Yep, yep. There's a couple of those in Perth. They're always yeah, next to each other at all the events. Yeah. Um, and then dad bought a 275 GTE 4. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Nice a 4-cam so. B12. So, yep. But that's owned by um, George Nackis now, Duffy. Right. Those four cam cars, they're held very tightly. They don't change hands very often, do they? No, and they're super, super dollars now. Yeah. Yeah. I love all that stuff. That period for me is the golden era, that um, 50s, 60s and 70s. For me, it tapers off pretty dramatically after that. And, you know, probably the last and the greatest – in terms of just the romance and the, the sheer beauty of it, was the 246 Dino for me. Even though it's a small engine car, it just screams elegance and it, it, all the modern stuff I kind of like. We've had this conversation, Mark. I, I, at Classic Cars and Coffee, I walk past a row of Lamba somethings and McLarens and stuff and I go, yeah, it's a little bit boring. I don't, actually know, I don't know why they're there. Well, they're there because they need us. That's why they're there. Yeah, okay, fair cop. Yeah, all right then. The, um... <laughs> the credibility. They're, 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 they're desperately clinging on to our credibility. Yeah, that's, that's why they're there. What little shreds there are left. <laughs> poor, in, poor insecure individuals that they are, yes. Now, Jack, yes. I saw an ad in the, your Benzina magazine, so you're not really at liberty to speak about this in a detrimental. Unbiased, are you referring to? There's an ad in there for a company that does electric conversions on classic cars. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's all good. They're no, very, no, it's not, Jack. Um, it's not good. Oh, they're, they're a smart outfit. There's a home for I it, it on other you're planets. Looking, you're looking very uncomfortable in your seat there, Mark. <laughs> There's a lot of squidging going on there, isn't there? I was hoping you were going to that. I think that's called a raw nerve. I couldn't help it. I had to bring it up, right, because I'll tell you. I just don't get it. You know, like, seriously, go and buy a Tesla if you want to drive a jelly bean with no soul, for Christ's sake. Well done, Mark. Well done, Mark. I think you've embarrassed my guest. (laughs) (laughs) My silence is deafening. Yeah, look, no, look. In all fairness, there is a home for it, right? And some people. Absolutely. And they do it well, those guys. Um, It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, I, I hear you 100%. But I am expecting one of their cars in your magazine in the future. Uh, they've already had quite a bit of our magazine. Yeah, okay, good, um, good. The first issue and the second issue. And, yeah, yeah, good. Um, good. The next issue coming out because um, they do. They are an advertiser, and you yeah. sort of got to. You can't be if you want to run a successful business. You've got to be sort of neutral. 100% accepted. You have to be commercially minded. Uh, and at least it's an interesting looking thing. You know, old landies, they're popular. Rah, rah, rah. Um, you know, my there's wife's very got one. F- there's very Not an electric f- one, a petrol one. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> there's very and, few uh, short wheelbase Land Rover Defenders mm-hmm. without P plates around here. Like, there are, there'd have to be seven of them within a kilometre of my house when I walk the dog. Like every short wheelbase landy around here. They're very popular. You had a terrible one, didn't you? I did. I had um, 2016, 17, I think it was. It was a heritage clone. And um, nice I, color. I hated it. It was uh, the green with the white roof and the white wolf Good looker. rims. And Great looking sort of car. But just I, I became very annoyed with it because They're of just the driving shit. position and the gear change and the cumbersome. I heard they're quite unreliable and they do have a few. Well, it is a Land Rover. Like you buy a brand new Range Rover Sport and let me know how real reliability goes. It's not a new thing for them. Mm. Anyway, no. it annoyed me. <laughs> well, maybe buy an electric one. You could be onto something here. I don't think so. <laughs> there's, a, there's, been a, there's been a lot of complaints about the current new. Alex drove one. Yeah, the, he the drove a new Defender here last for the last yeah. week's podcast. He said it was fantastic. He loved it, and it was Hollywood color. It was the green white combo yeah, steel yeah, wheels. Yeah, yeah. It looked yeah. amazing, you know. And the nineties look even better, but the practicality part of it—I don't know—it's a hundred thousand dollar car that gives you about thirty thousand dollars worth of practicality. Yeah, I'm a man that appreciates and understands eccentricity. And so I have a sense of admiration for the people that are Land Rover enthusiasts. And, uh, and he does know, use can, his earwax to twirl that, by the can, way. Can put <laughs> up with the yeah, dreadful yeah, driving position and the, poor, and the poor visibility and the awful ride and the terrible gear change and the ponderous brakes and the ponderous steering. And Sorry, have I said too much here? You must be curious to drive a new one to see if it's any better. No, I've got no desire at all. Really? None. Yeah. Hmm. And so, you know, people that, that really dig them, I go, yeah, I'd like to be that crazy, but I just think I, I don't think I could What do you be. mean you're not? What do you mean you couldn't be? Isn't this in the rubbish you turn up here in? 
I'm an early Volvo enthusiast. Rear-wheel drive Volvos, I dig them. No, those 122s, we've got one coming up in the next issue of the magazine. Oh, really? Uh, Tell me about it. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, So um, they're they're, they're pretty. You're a quality man, Jack. That's what you are. Got to spread the love. (laughs) So what is it? Isn't the Ashley Yeld's rally car or what is it? No, it's one of the Perkin boys' cars. You know the Perkin? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's Nick Perkins' car. So it's a fast car. Oh, they they're seriously fast. Talk about a lot. Talk about a lot of talk that we we're talking about earlier. Those you know big capacity, low cylinder count motors just punch it out, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love cars that kind of a that are better better than you think they'd be. You know, and early Volvo's fall into that like category. That. Um, we all love cars like that, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Volvo is definitely one of those. It's pretty ordinary looking. Yeah. And you get into it, and it handles well, and yeah, and, and it's a good fun car. Yeah, yeah. I think I, you know, I have it over an old Holden or Ford from the same period, yeah, or anything like that. Unquestionably, so, yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty low bench, that. That's uh, yeah, very which, low bench. Just yeah. while I've got you there, which um, edition does the Warren Brown uh, pick into you know, the uh, next issue, part one? Oh, it's just coming up. Oh, yeah. that's great because I really look forward to that. I enjoy his humour. Oh, he's funny, and, and he's, he's yeah, he's. I'm glad he's working with us now. Um, he's just got a very good. He's doing cartoons for us as well. Yeah, oh, great. Dig his cartoons. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The so, um, the whole Top Gear Australia thing I thought was a bit tragic. Quite frankly, it it never. He's got worked. some funny. He's got some funny stories about it. Well, um, I look forward to them. He should actually write about it, actually, if he's allowed. But um, yeah. he's got some fairly unusual opinions of it, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I was involved in Top Gear in New Zealand, the live thing, you know, the the, the show. Yeah, so sure. I organised the Top Gear live rally from Invercargill to Auckland. All right. So what was that, really? Yes, yeah, so I had Jeremy Clarkson and um, uh, May with us and all that sort yeah. of stuff. So I invited... I was hired to do it, so I was in, we got 40 cars, I think it was, yeah. and, uh, you know, Don Prebigatti and all sorts of beautiful old WO Bentleys up to an F40 Ferrari and wow. all sorts of crazy stuff in between. There's some great and cars over there. Yes, there is. New Zealand's got some incredible motor cars for the population. Stuff. Yeah. It's such a small population. Mm. And so, that was made into a, a production, a film or video production? Uh, it's on YouTube. You can if you YouTube Top Gear Live Auckland, you'll okay. see me and a Grand Prix Bugatti and going around and going <laughs> whatever. It's not really publicized, but it was all part of the live show, which was they toured here in Australia. I, I took my kids in to see two thousand ten or whatever it was. Yeah, I took my Did you two boys. Oval? No, it was at uh, Burswood Stadium when it was um erected, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We talked to the boys there. We had Greg Murphy with us as well because the New Zealand leg. The Murph. Um, I think he might have did Australia as well and Sydney. I can't remember if he did that. I can't remember. um, They were painful people, mate. So it's been said. They're terrible people. (laughs) (laughs) Don't hold back, please. Honestly, yeah, please, speak your mind. (laughs) Yeah, that's complete floggers, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah the worst knob. Wow. Knob, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, knob jockeys. Look, um, you, you only have to read the print publication that for some reason the Weekend Australian 
throws up, and I'll use it, I say throw up in terms of, in place of vomit, of the Clarkson car reviews they put in about once a month or so, right, in the magazine. I'm just reading it, why are they even doing this? Well, controversy sells things, mate. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? No one reading this is thinking, I'm going to, because Clarkson does a car review once a month or so in the week in Australian magazine, right? Yes. And it is just rubbish. I actually think he's got someone who writes them for him. Could well be. It's yeah. just like you get Corbett, Corby, Stephen Corbett, can't remember his name, the Aussie guy that writes his car review in the Weekend Australian magazine every weekend. Right? Yeah. Does a great job. You know, if you're a relative half-car interested person, I think he does a pretty good job. He fits. He he nails every single car review cliche. Make sure of it. You know, does it all and without coming across as a pompous fool. You know, but Clarkson, my goodness. Oh, by the way, Jeremy Clarkson's our guest next week on the podcast. Yeah, Mark, I, I think you you're, you're confused. Oh <laughs> That's what I think, Mark. Is you're confused? Yeah, well, the, of course. Jeremy Clarkson's job is to be a pompous fool. That's his shtick. You know, that's what it's about. And a lot of guys out there in their garages and their wives think that the guy's funny. I actually don't know anyone that thinks that. I do. I think he – I really enjoyed his farming yeah. series recently. I thought that was hilarious and and um, showed some humility, not too much, by the way. But, you know, I thought the farm – I don't know if you've seen it, Jack, but the farming series he did. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces. I did yeah. it. He I, does I, have humour, I do admit, but he's just – I'm talking more about his arrogance. Sure. On a personal – Yeah, yep. Yeah. Face-to-face level and the intensity of them. Particularly with the catering staff. What are you saying? There's just so much when you can have blown up your bot-bot before uh, you lose all semblance of reality. He's just an alcoholic. Fucking crazy motherfucker. Yeah. Um, (laughs) How good this turned out? (laughs) It'll be in tomorrow's west. (laughs) Be tomorrow's west. (laughs) Smoking two packs a day, sweating like a horse. Yeah. It's just a vulgar human. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? The real tragedy is there's such better ones that aren't as successful. Well, Richard Hammond, on the other hand, I actually sort of like him. Uh, I think he's impressionable. He just seems nice. And James May, I, I don't know, I think he's a bit of a bore, really. The passenger? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's just a bore. Yeah, he's just he's, – he, he actually is a good writer. Um, he does a pretty good car. reviewing YouTubers' cars. Haven't seen that. Yeah, so he does a thing on YouTube where he reviews other automotive YouTubers' cars. Right? <laughs> I've got and that. He's, he's, he's actually pretty entertaining. You know, he gives his two cents. And, yeah, obviously yeah, it's the, him, you know, but it's, it's the fun. Out of all bit. those TV shows, I, I think they're probably the best out of all those sort of TV because the new people who do Top Gear now are – Embarrassing, but who, who even yeah, watches it? Oh, you, you flick through it and you look for five minutes and go, Wow, I want to bomb it, and <laughs> yeah. um, that's horrible. And um, and all these other car shows currently on TV, like that Wheel of Dealers. And, oh, my god, that chap is annoying. I want uh, to punch him. That's what the balls. I down like to. Ed China, I think he's interesting. I like, yeah, I reckon Ed's fabulous. Hey, I, I, got a, I got a name for you. I want to hear your opinion, both of you. You ready, Wayne Carini? I don't know who Wayne Carini is. You don't know who Wayne Carini is? If you mention, I probably do, but, you know. 
Who is it? From F40, F40 Motorsports in um, the US. He goes, he's got a TV show where he goes and buys cars out of garage, out of uh, barns and stuff and restores the them and flogs show? them. What's the name of the show? Oh, what is the name of the show? If anyone listening can put it in the comments. It's not the, he's not the barn finder guy sponsored no, by Haggerty. Oh, what is his name? Because I dig him. I think he's great. No, he's, but Wayne Carini's in everything in the States. Like he's always a commentator at – all the auctions, all this sort of stuff. Because, oh, what is the name of the show? It'll come to me in a minute. Just after we finish the podcast, I'll remember it. Of course. <laughs> the uh, um, yeah. but all those shows are annoying. Uh, you know the guy who does the antique selling. You know the little little northerner guy with the cheese cutter hat, with yeah. the ginger beard. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, he does. He, uh, he did a classic car show as well. That's right. He did with another guy, and they. Did, oh, you know, fantastic. Early robes. Yeah, I get that his passion is authentic. It's sincere. Oh, it's real. Yeah. Um, and he shows them, mate, they, they, they buy and sell his cars. Gareth or Glenn or something. And he's got his. Really um, cool car, but cars we like. He's got know, an right? office. Oh, he runs his business out of Carnarvon in North Wales. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think what we his We said temperature there is a bit different to the Carnarvon in Western Australia. Oh, just a bit. Yeah. North Wales. Can you imagine how miserable that joint is? I've come from North Wales, Mark. Really Thank you. Wales. Yes. <laughs> Point in, you know. That's why I live in Australia, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> oh, classic. So, um, Jack. Yes. We've covered quite a few topics here tonight. Ooh, is yeah. there anybody we, we haven't have offended yet? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> We're running out of them. <laughs> really enjoyed having you on. Jack, um, you're, you're a champion. Yeah. Thank you so much. We've been um, look overall. It's been great having a chat. I, I've said it before to our previous guests. We should do it again. We've got plenty to talk about still, and yeah. most people only like to listen for about between forty minutes an hour. And we've crapped on for the better part of nearly an hour and a half. So the um, <laughs> I reckon I reckon we get together and uh, do this again sometime in the near future. What do you, what do you say? Oh, I'm totally cool. Yeah, be good. Yeah, great. Yeah, we might we'll actually do Sunday. a. Uh, we want to get you on. And review your magazine after we've read it. Say, what are we thinking here? What was going on here? Is this clan writing this? You know, we, we want to do that with you as well, okay? That will be quite amusing, Jack. Yeah, okay. um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you, Jack, for creating another fabulous contribution to the classic car movement. And Benzina, Benzina magazine is a tribute. It's fabulous. Well done. Yep. So, thank look, in, glad you like it. thank you. Anyone listening, please go check out benzinamagazine.com. Subscribe to Jack's Magazine. You will not regret it. Um, and if you are still listening after all this time, firstly, well done. Secondly, please think about leaving a review on Apple iTunes reviews. It really helps podcast grow, get out to three more people other than our mums and wives that are listening. Actually, my wife, she said the other day she doesn't listen. My mum listens. Oh, good, good. It's to my dad. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so if anyone leaves a review... Drop me a line, DM me on Instagram, Mark and Cars. It's Mark with a C. I'll send you a magazine that Jack has courteously sent through to us. Thank you very much for your time today, Jack. Thank, Thank you, you Jack. What a joy. Have a wonderful evening. Thanks, mate. Thank you, everyone. Cheers, Thanks for listening. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye.